This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. How are you doing? Happy day, (laughs) whatever day of the week you happen to be listening to this podcast episode. Today, we are going to be diving into the topic of judgment. And I actually have a quite funny, lighthearted story to tell you. So a couple weeks ago, I did the Better Together couples event, which was amazing. We'll just keep saying that. People um, that I talk to, friends and colleagues, ask me, they're like, how was it? I was like, it was amazing. Like, I have no other word than it was literally amazing. If you were there, you know. If you weren't there, you'll get your chance. But in preparation for it, I decided this time for the workshop portion, which was on Saturday morning, that I was going to do flip chart paper and pen and all of that stuff instead of the traditional PowerPoint slides. I wanted to, you know, just try something different in terms of how I presented the content. So I had ordered this huge flip chart stand and the markers and it came with the paper, et cetera, and all the things. And so I was preparing a few days before and, you know, I open it up and get the flip chart paper out and it was like some no name brand, right? Like it didn't even have a name on it. So I didn't know what was the manufacturer of it, right? And I have a preference for post-it flip chart papers. I like the stickies. And I used that a lot in my training days before I started my coaching business when I was working for another organization. So I have a bias towards post-it brand flip chart paper. So, you know, I'm looking at this flip chart paper and I'm like, oh, the marker is probably going to like bleed through to the next page. I'm going to have to do every other page. And just making all these assumptions about it. And so I start using it. It's phenomenal. It is the most phenomenal flip chart paper I have ever used. And ironically, I used up all the sheets and had some leftover post-it flip chart paper that I ended up using, which had all of the characteristics that I was worried about, meaning the pages, they didn't really bleed through, but you could see through it. So you had to use every other page so that you weren't distracted by, you know, the writing on the next page. And then for the purpose that I was actually using the paper for, having the sticky was just a bad idea. Because when I was actually doing the workshop, 
I was, you know, flipping the pages over and they wouldn't flip because they were stuck together. All of that to say, right, you can never judge something until you actually learn about it, understand it, experience it. And I thought that was just a very relevant and funny story to tell you all here. Now, I wish I could recommend the actual flip chart paper to you, but I can't because it has no name. So I'm going to have to go back on Amazon and find whatever brand the stand is and just see if they sell paper independently because it really was very, very high quality. So today we're going to be talking about a different type of judgment. Obviously, we're not here on this podcast to talk about office supplies, although that is, for me, a very fun conversation normally. But we're going to talk about judgment in marriage and how it shows up and what happens. I have been doing a lot of posting on social media about the topic of judgment and how to work through it and how to think about it differently. And every time I post about it, I've been getting private messages from people saying, we need to learn to do this. Like my spouse and I really struggle in this area and we need to learn how to do this. So I thought it would be great to just come on the podcast and talk a little bit about my perspective and share with you some things to think about so you can reduce and ultimately eliminate the impact of judgment on your marriage, on your relationship, and the dynamics between you and your spouse. So to kick us off, I wanted to just define judgment cycles because I believe that in a marriage, we enter into lots of different cycles of repeated patterns and habits and things that just pop up time and time again. And judgment is one of those things, right? There are things your spouse will say, there are things your spouse will do. You will have a thought about it. Usually they're wrong. They shouldn't be doing that or they should be doing this other thing, which is where the judgment comes in. And I want to just pause right there for a moment and let you know having the thought is not necessarily the problem, right? Our brain offers us lots of thoughts. We have 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Not all of them are one, true, helpful, useful, but they do pop up, right? It is a matter of what you do with them when they do pop up that really makes the difference. So the thought in and of itself is just a neutral circumstance. It's your evaluation of the thought, your reaction to the thought, your response to the thought that really makes the difference. So I want to share two lanes of judgment cycles that I encounter most often when talking to clients or potential clients. And they have steps, right? So the first cycle has seven sort of steps in the cycle. So the first step is your spouse, right? They are there doing something, saying something, being some type of way. Number two is you disagree or you judge it, right? You have that thought that I don't like this. This is not what I want. They should be doing it differently, right? And step three is 
more than likely you talk to them about it, right? So you have this idea, no, they're wrong. And you let them know in some way, shape, or form. You communicate your disapproval or your desire for them to be doing something differently. Then, step four, they likely defend themselves because whatever they're thinking, saying, or doing makes sense to them. They have some justification, some context that has led them to show up in the way that they are showing up. And so when you talk to them with a thought of judgment or disagreement, nine times out of 10, they are going to disagree. Then after they are defensive, the conversation ends badly, which is step five, right? It just ends badly. When you're coming to a conversation with judgment and then they're defensive, there's not usually a positive um, ending to that conversation. And then after the conversation ends badly, step number six is you ruminate about it. You sit and think about how wrong they are, how defensive they were, how poorly the conversation ended, how you always find yourself in these situations and you never resolve it and down the rabbit hole of rumination you go. That leads you to step number seven, where you either doubt your marriage or doubt that you and your partner are a good fit for each other. So that's judgment cycle A, right? And just think for yourself, like, is that how things go for you in your own marriage? The second cycle, judgment cycle B, is much the same, right? Steps one through five are actually the same. So you have your spouse being there doing something, saying something, you disagree or judge them, you talk to them about it, they defend, it ends badly. Now here, for some people, after the conversation ends badly, they judge themselves, right? So you judge yourself about how you should have reacted differently. Why can't you stop complaining about these things? Why can't you get it together? What's wrong with you? And then step seven from there is you then spiral into thinking something is wrong with you which is double judgment because this all started because you're judging your spouse and it ends up with you judging yourself. So I want you to think about where does your judgment cycle lead you? Does it lead you to ruminate about how wrong your spouse is, how awful things are, and to doubt your marriage and your partnership? Or does it lead you to judge yourself and then spiral out thinking about how awful you are? It's important to know which cycle you are in and the awareness of your patterns and your habits is really the first step to creating any type of change. You can't change what you're unaware of, right? And so when it comes to the phenomenon of judgment, you also want to think about like, why do we judge? Like, where does that even come from? Why is it a thing that we human beings do? And I'll just share with you quickly three, you know, three reasons. And one is we have an inherent bias towards our own way. It's just how our brains are wired. 
We like what feels familiar. Familiar has a lot of credibility to us, not because it's actually right, but just because it's familiar. So we have this inherent bias towards our own way where we just think the way I see it, the way I would respond to it, the way I look at it is the right way. So anything else is wrong and I disagree and I judge it, right? That's one avenue of why we judge. Another is our experiences shape our worldview of understanding like what is right and what is wrong. Our brains really like to categorize things. It likes to know what to do so it can just replicate the same thing over and over again. It doesn't do well with ambiguity or confusion, right? And so when you are so conditioned by a set of circumstances and experiences, you begin to categorize things as like, this is right because this is my experience and this is wrong because this is not my experience. And then the third reason I'll offer in terms of why we judge is we crave our own approval. I want you to really think about that. And it's interesting because so many of us actually spend a lot of our time in conscious energy craving the approval of others. We want our spouse to love us, care for us, agree with us, right? We want our colleagues and bosses to validate our perspective because we're always seeking approval. We want to feel good. We want to feel right. We want to feel accepted. But in the seeking of approval and acceptance from others, we never have to be confronted with the notion that really the only approval we're ever genuinely seeking is our own approval. And so when you recognize that, that I just really want to feel right with me, then Part of the way our brain understands the experience of being right with ourselves is by making someone else wrong. And that's what creates the judgment, right? So I don't have to tell you that judgment is not a skill that we want to be practicing and demonstrating in our marriage, right? Like it doesn't feel great on the back end, right? When you think about those later steps in the cycle, it either leads you to ruminate and doubt your marriage, or it leads you to judge yourself and sort of spiral out there. But when there's a lot of judgment and you're reacting out of judgment, you're communicating out of judgment, what happens is you create disconnection in your marriage. It's almost like the judgment becomes the wedge between you and your spouse. Judgment also leads to a lot of shutting down. People are like, listen, I'm not even going to have this conversation with you because you're not listening. You're not hearing me. You're not understanding me. You're not even open to what I'm sharing. And as human beings, we're motivated by positive reinforcement. But if every time we're interacting with each other, it feels like we're being judged, that person is going to shut down. That person is not going to feel comfortable reaching out and connecting with you. And then judgment also creates an enemy mindset. 
I actually learned this term from one of my clients who happens to be a therapist, and he was just describing it. It could be something that's very common in, you know, the counseling and therapy field, but I had not heard it before. But when he said it, I was like, oh, that is it, right? Where when there is a lot of judgment, it puts you in opposition to your spouse. And that is what the enemy mindset is all about. And so I want you to think about like, how do you respond to someone you feel is an enemy? How do you respond to someone you feel is your opponent? Probably not the way you would if you really genuinely saw someone as your teammate and your partner, someone you love and who's on your side always. And here's what I want you to think about though, right? You're listening to this podcast because in all likelihood, you want to move out of judgment. You want to reduce the amount of judgment you feel, the amount of judgment that is palatable in your marriage. And so when you move out of judgment, I want you to also think about what do you move into? What is the exchange that you get? Because many times when you are in judgment of each other, it feels so justified. It feels so necessary. But in the choosing of judgment, you sacrifice other things. And those other things that you're sacrificing are acceptance, compassion, kindness, understanding, and love. Which when you think about what are the ingredients you want there to be an overflow and abundance of in your marriage, pretty sure it's that list, right? I'm pretty sure if you had a choice, you would want more acceptance, compassion, kindness, understanding, and love. So here's what I want to do in the time that we have left for this conversation. I want to offer you personal shifts in inner transformations that are going to move you out of judgment and into these other things. There are a lot of different directions I could have taken this conversation. And many times when people think about reducing judgment or figuring out how to not judge each other, it is a lot about what their spouse needs to do to not create circumstances where they are judged. But my work, right, as a coach is always to redirect you to yourself to help you take a good look in the mirror and find how you can take personal responsibility for reducing or eliminating the experience of judgment in your marriage. Yes, there are things your spouse can do, of course. And when we work together in couples coaching, we dive into all of that. But the method of change and the specific approach that I use still focuses on you as individuals, because everything that is happening in your marriage is a function of you and your thinking and your actions and a function of your spouse's thinking and actions. And so we have to be addressing that simultaneously in both of you. So the next things I'm going to offer you are things that you will want to pay attention to for yourself and things your spouse will want to pay attention for themselves as well. So 
the first thing that I want to offer is to stop labeling it judgment because the label of judgment, whether it's I'm judgmental, they're so judgmental, we judge each other, right? That in and of itself is judgment, right? And when we label ourselves as judgmental or we label our partners as judgmental, it's sort of smacking an identity onto ourselves or them, right? And that identity is just not useful or helpful. Even if it is rather accurate, I want you to think about like, what is the value? What's the use? What's the benefit of labeling yourself as judgmental or labeling your partner as judgmental? Does that move you closer to the marriage that you want? And I tell my clients this a lot. They come to me with so many labels of, oh, my partner is gaslighting me or, oh, my partner is this or that. And I don't diminish the experience, but it's really important that we just look at, does this label serve me, us, in the direction we're trying to go? Many times it doesn't. So what I want you to do instead of labeling it or you or your spouse as judgment is I just want you to state more factual and objective observations. Things like, I don't understand, (laughs) right? That's very different than I'm so judgmental. It's like, I don't understand why my spouse does X, Y, and Z, or I don't like, or I don't agree with, right? It sort of takes it from this broad, gross generalization to something very specific. And when you're working through issues, you want to get very specific and really deeply understand what it actually is that you're trying to work through. So if you can concretely say, I don't like when my spouse is texting while I'm trying to have a conversation, that's very different than, ah, I always judge my spouse because they never give me their full attention, right? It's just a different equation to be working with, right? So that's number one. Number two is in order to create your own internal transformation and shift your relationship with the phenomenon of judgment is you have to increase your comfort with the idea that you may be wrong. I remember my business coach once presented this idea that like the best news sometimes is that you're wrong. Because when you think you're so right and you're so fixed in your beliefs and your perspective There's no room for growth. There's no room for improvement because you've hit the ceiling. But when you can increase your comfort with the idea that you may be wrong, then there's so much less to judge. It eliminates the sort of black and white, right and wrong thinking that creates more judgment, right? So we are so very used to having such fixed beliefs. And 
there is this like insatiable urge to be right all of the time. So if you're having a lot of bickering and arguing, this is what's underneath it. It's really your need to be right or your partner's need to be right. Both of your needs to be right because it takes two people to have an argument, right? So in order to increase your comfort with the idea that you may be wrong, you have to step into humility. The pride button has to be turned down very, very low. And you have to be willing to be wrong. I want you to think about that for yourself. Like what comes up for you when you think about like, I could be wrong here. Just notice, just notice the sensations in your body. Notice how you want to react to that. I think it's the best news ever, and it will certainly help you to have less judgment in your marriage. The third thing is in order to reduce judgment, you have to see yourselves as on the same team and playing the same game together, not as opponents, but as team members. And so you have to be willing to look at how you both want the same thing. And yes, there may be completely different approaches to getting there, but you do both want the same thing. And I want you to think about for something you often judge your spouse about, how is it true that you both want the same thing? I think of many of my clients who struggle with parenting issues, right? One person is much more disciplined and structured and strict and interacts with the children in a particular way, while the other might be more fun and spontaneous and lenient with some things. And they judge each other so much for that. And what I want you to think about is if this is a dynamic in your own marriage, like Your partner's raising children that you both love and you both want what's best for the children. You both want them to grow up and be productive and healthy and helpful contributors to this world. Both of you want that. Now, the only thing that's different is the approach that you are inclined to take. And that approach is based largely on how you were raised. Either you loved how you were raised and you want to replicate that or you hate it and you want to do the exact opposite, right? But it's so important for you to be able to have your own internal transformation that you really anchor yourself in the thought and in the belief that you both want the same thing, right? The next thing I want to offer is just the good old adage from the Bible. (laughs) Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So I want you to think about if you are with someone and they disagree or they think you are doing something incorrectly, how would you like them to approach you about it? Would you want them to be annoyed and impatient, tell you how wrong you are? Or would you want them to ask questions or to just gently point out that maybe there's a different way of thinking about it or doing it? Keep this in mind. 
right? We are often so focused on ourselves and our own experience. We don't think about how our feedback comes across to the other person. And when we fail to do this, what happens is you actually create more of what you don't want. It's so demotivating to be criticized all the time and to be judged all the time. When instead, if you really focused on like, how would I like someone to give me this feedback? Do I even want someone to give me this feedback, right? When you think about what would be motivating to you, how would you want to be handled in moments where someone doesn't agree with you? It will make such a difference in how you approach your spouse. And then the last thing that I want to offer, which is step number five, technically, in this journey of creating your own personal shifts, is to show yourself more compassion. One of the things that I often work with clients who struggle a bit with perfectionism and then imposing that perfectionism onto their spouse is just being compassionate to yourself. I once did an exercise in a communication program I created where I asked people to list and describe how they treat themselves when they make a mistake, when they do something wrong. And I want to ask you the same thing. How do you treat yourself when you make a mistake? Are you kind? Are you a friend to yourself? Or do you beat yourself up and shame yourself? However you handle yourself when you make a mistake is how you handle your spouse. And so if you are compassionate to yourself, you'll be able to show compassion to them. And if you're not which is very common among people who struggle with judgment. The inner work for you starts with being compassionate to yourself. It starts with stop being so hard on you because you can't give your spouse what you don't even know how to give to yourself, right? So I want you to think about taking these five points. Where is your work right now? Is it to just stop putting all the labels on it and to really look at the facts? Is it to increase the comfort with the idea that you may be wrong? Is it being willing to look at how you both want the same thing? Is your work really focusing on how you want to be treated and treating your spouse the same way? Or is your work in self-compassion? I want you to really think about that. And I want you to prioritize this in the coming week. Just make a commitment to yourself to be more conscious, to take more steps in a particular direction. And lastly, I just want to offer that if this is something that you are serious about changing in your own marriage, I want to invite you to my private coaching program, right? I work directly with couples in private coaching for a period of six months. We have weekly sessions where we work on these topics. We work on judgment. We work on blaming each other and how to stop doing that. We work on learning to accept and understand each other at a deeper level. And when you can do all that work, what happens is you learn how to navigate your differences better. 
you understand each other more, you have more peaceful interactions, and you actually enjoy each other and love each other well. And that's the whole point of marriage in the first place, to love each other well, to enjoy being in love with each other. There's no greater experience on earth than to enjoy being in love. And so if that's what you want in your marriage, you want to be in love and you want to stop judging each other and feel amazing with each other and feel like you're a great match and feel confident in the direction of your marriage, we should definitely talk about working together in my private couples coaching program. The way we can start that conversation, that two-way conversation, is by you going directly to my website, drshavon.com. There is a link called Work With Me. You're going to click that link. You're going to schedule a complimentary call. It is a 90-minute conversation where me, you, and your spouse get together. We talk about all the things that are happening, what you want for your marriage, And I carve out a pathway step-by-step with how I will support you in doing that. So again, drshavon.com, there's a button, work with me, click that, schedule your call. I would love to meet you on the other side of Zoom. All right, that is it for today. I hope this has been incredibly valuable, that this will be a podcast episode you'll come back to again and again as you work on yourself from the inside out to reduce the impact of judgment on your marriage so that you can be more connected, happier, and more at peace with each other. Thanks for tuning in. I will be back with you next time. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.